what up what up what up welcome to another episode of 90s a new y'all where we're talking all about 90s tv y'all might notice you know it looks a little bit different this week because my co-host tino you know he normally i'm probably pointing the opposite but he's normally somewhere over there he's not here this week but he will be back next week actually his mom you know she have a 40th birthday today so he's helping her out today so you know shout out to Cherie, happy 40th and shout out to Tino. He'll be back next week. But if it's your first time here, you might be wondering who I am. I am Studio and this is 90s Anew. So normally it's me, Studio, and then Tino's my co-host on 90s Anew. We talk all about the 90s, y'all, all about 90s TV. So how y'all doing this evening? Everybody good? Everybody good? Hopefully y'all got a chance to check out this week's episodes because if it's your first time, once again, we watch the episodes from week to week. We let you know the previous week which episodes we're watching for the week. We watch them and then we come here to chop it up. If you have some comments as we talk about the shows, you can chop it up with us. Put it in the chat. If you're listening to us on the podcast, on the go because we're everywhere, podcasts are found. You could always catch us later if you don't catch the live stream. But if you catch us live, you can catch us on either Facebook or you can catch us on YouTube. Or if you miss the actual live stream, once we're done today, the actual show moves over to YouTube and you can always catch the live stream replay. So leave us comments, hit that review. You know, if you catch us, you know, you just listen to the audio. Or if you're on Facebook, you can hit that like, that share button. If you're on YouTube, you know, you can subscribe. Because not only do we have the Fire One Productions YouTube channel for the podcast, there are also some really cool sketches and skits and if you like to laugh a little you definitely want to subscribe to the fire one productions youtube channel so fire one productions or youtube.com forward slash fire one Productions. so if you're not subscribed already subscribe and let somebody else know but as you guys know for the last several weeks we have been in two series and that's a different world and family matters so hopefully y'all got to check out this week's episodes anybody get to check out the episodes let me know let me know but we checked out season two for a different world we'll start with that one episodes nine and episodes ten so a different world episode nine let's jump into it we got all's fair now let me tell you anytime you hear about all's fair she's usually gonna talk about love y'all and y'all know we still in february so we talk about a little bit of love and on this episode, we had Kim and Robert, and they in that floaty, happy, lovey-dovey, we, oh, everything's happy, oh, I love the smell of your breath, I love your eyes, like, where they just in love with all things that super-duper puppy love stage this all's fair episode nine was kind of talking about that the episode opens everybody is camped out in kim and whitley's room and they playing the old school game i don't know if y'all played this game back in the day we actually when quarantine started played you know we played like a little bit of a you know hood version of it but pictionary if anybody is in the chat, tap in. Let me know if y'all remember Pictionary. But they started off the episode playing Pictionary. I think the version we played virtually on the Zoom with some friends was Word Draw or something like that. It had the it was in the app, but it was similar, you know, to Pictionary. Pictionary is fun. But they're camped out in Whitley and Kim's room. All of them, even Walter Oaks, the resident, you know, dorm director and all, they camped out playing Pictionary. Let me say this, Walter. I don't think I could have him on my team because this dude he was playing the captain obvious i guess version of pictionary because for anybody who didn't see the episode Dwayne is the one who's up drawing for the guy's team and he drawing his little heart out and walter oaks sinbad is guessing the most let me say he was playing like the literal version of pictionary because you know Dwayne wayne did the loaf if you could see it in the live stream he did the loaf this dude guessed blow on the paper. Like, blow on the paper. Dwayne did the line drawing. Walter guessed squiggly lines. Bruh. You can't be on my team because we're we not playing. This is Pictionary. This is, this is not called. <laughs> this is not called the literal guess. I'm going to need you to have a little more imagination to be on my team. But that's how they started off the episode. The guys, of course, are losing. I think the first... Um, the name of the first one they were trying to guess going with the wind walter 
blow on the paper, bruh. That was that was just a lot to start off with. But they're in there having fun. This is where they introduce, you know, Kim and Robert. Oh, give him the point. They didn't get it, but I think he should have the point. So you kind of knew what the setup was there, that this was going to be about Kim and Robert and their relationship. So, you know, they show a little further in the episode if you didn't see it. They, they getting a little sucky sucky now. So Whitley was out of her room because Whitley and Kim are roommates. So Whitley was out of the room and she come back to the room and Kim and Robert, they supposed to be getting their study on, but you know, they like each other. So they not getting much studying done because he just like, I, I want to study you, baby. You know, I just, I just really want to study you, baby. So they're in there studying and then, you know, next thing they know, you know, it was clean because, you know, it was a TV sitcom, but they was not studying. After that, Willie come in the room. They don't even notice that Whitley like came in the room because they just when they was all into Valentine's Day on not Valentine's Day. They was they was and she like. They ain't noticed she came in the room, so. Willie goes back out. She come back in, slam the door so that they could, you know, come out of sookie sookie land a little bit. They realize she's in the room. Then this is where we all realize that we need some sort of plan because this is not going to work. Like y'all in here, like lubby dubby. And then I got to be in this room too. So that's the situation. They come, okay. They come up with a plan to put a scarf on the door, which you see this in a lot of sitcoms they come up with a plan to put a scarf on the door anytime the other roommate has as they'd say back in the day a gentleman caller so that the other knows not to enter into the room sounds like a good plan right and kim even got willie you know to go along with this so it sounded like it was gonna be cool it was gonna be a good thing but you know in sitcom land sitcom lamb sit calm land I need some some word help. See, Tino, you know, he'd be probably laughing at me with the words right now. But you knew something wasn't going to go right. So they come up with the compromise of the scarf on the door idea. And Kim get a little carried away with the scarf on the door idea. Because Willie trying to get in her room. She have a bad day. Don't nobody downstairs want to hear about the bad day. If you didn't catch that part of the episode, she go upstairs like, I'm tired. I'm trying to get in the room. Y'all know what? Scarf on the door. You come home, what would you do? Would you be a good roommate? And be like, oh, okay. My roommate is in love with her boo. And let me just stay out the way for a minute. Or, you know, if you like me, you might be mad. So she came in like, uh, this is getting old. I know we came up with this agreement to put this scarf on this door. And that means don't come in, but you going a little overboard. So they start to have an issue with the whole scarf on the door thing. So she, uh, Whitley runs to Jaleesa, like you supposed to be the dorm manager. You need to do something about this situation with Kim. Jaleesa like, nah, I'm need y'all to work that out. That's not my problem. Now here's the thing. I'm like, Jaleesa. Do you recognize that you talking to Whitley? If anybody's in the chat and saw the episode, was anybody else thinking this? Because I'm like, yo, you know you're talking to Whitley Gilbert, right? You, This is Whitley Gilbert. You don't want her to handle this by herself. But Jaleesa, I mean, I don't know. She had confidence and she didn't care. I don't know which. She like, y'all got to work that out. Y'all college students, y'all got to work it out by yourselves. So Whitley being Whitley, she goes to confront Kim. Kim like, hold up. Like, I'm grown. I can I can do what I do. And really, like, but this is my room, too. I didn't sign up for us to be, you know, a three-peat in the little room. We're not, we supposed to be roommates, not the, not the three-peat in the room. So they, you know, have a little bit of a, they have a little bit of a scuffle. They have a little bit of a clash. And they weren't really able to work it out on their own. So really, like, oh, I got something for you. I got something to fix that. <laughs> I got to give Willie props for that because, you know, I don't always do the best things, at least not back in the day. I would say I do now probably a lot more, but I might have pulled some Whitley type stuff way back then. Let me know if I'm the only one or if somebody else would have. But Whitley's like, oh, really? Okay, so I'm going to fix this thing. <laughs> so she goes over to Robert's room with his roommates. And for no apparent reason, you know, they got a uh, Dwayne Wayne. 
Robert, and then the other guy, they kind of have him as the, the the smart guy or nerdy guy. I don't know who's in the episodes now, but the three of them are playing a car game. Can somebody tell me why Dwayne Wayne was in his draws? Like, is that cool for anybody? Y'all, anybody just be sitting around with their roommates or their friends just playing games in their draws? Because that, that, that. That threw me off just a little bit, but Dwayne Wayne, they they all playing a little game, you know, and he, <laughs> Dwayne Wayne in his draws. But here's what I was trying to figure out, and if anybody knows in the chat or in the comments, please let me know. They were doing, um, what do you call them? I forgot what it's called, but they were doing voices, and I couldn't figure out if they were trying to uh, do the Bill Cosby character or Bill Cosby voice because they were all doing kind of the same voice playing the game and I'm sure they put that in the episode purposely so if you saw the episode let me know that was another thing I was trying to figure out but they're all doing a little <laughs> voice with cigars and stuff playing the game Willie come through like oh this is my room now mine now this room oh hi who are you great who are you great you mm-hmm my room now so she starts tearing up their room and making herself at home teaching Robert a lesson which I'm sure he is getting quickly. The other dude is like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. Like, who is she? <laughs> what is happening right now? I'm just trying to go to college. And why is she here? So he trying to call Walter to get Walter to fix the situation. Whitley don't care. Because Whitley, Whitley, she like, oh, you're going to learn today. <laughs> if you didn't know before, oh, Robert, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn not to mess with Whitley. And it was actually a pretty creative way to teach him so obviously that's where Kim came to the room like hey and then she's like they have a little talk chit chat she's like you talk at me you don't talk to to me you don't ask me you know nicely stuff you just kind of bark at me try to parent me and then Whitley's like but hey you're not considering my side what we're supposed to be roommates and I don't want nobody in the room all the time, which is understandable. It's just like, Hey, just the way you say it to me. So they came to their little compromise and worked it out as sitcoms do. But yeah, Whitley don't play with Willie. Cause Willie, Willie don't play. Like you gonna learn <laughs> you fool with Willie. You gonna learn. And they learned that day. Then it was hilarious. Cause Walter came in there and was like, same thing. I was thinking Dwayne, why you in your draws though, bro? <laughs> I'm going to need you to go put on some clothes, like, ASAP. So they worked out pretty much that part of the situation. And then the other thing that kind of stood out in the episode or the other storyline that they had going was Freddie, which I didn't think this was that interesting of a storyline. That right there was Freddie, the snobby poet editor for her class. She's in a poetry class or something. They also brought back the character, the meat locker from last week I think was his name and you know he's the poet like he's the gentle giant and she judging everybody's poetry harsh harshly and yeah basically like oh yeah your poem is trash oh yeah I hate this part this part that part so that was kind of the other storyline that they had going she's being overly critical of everybody's work and of course she thinks she's great until her professor professor or professor Dr. Winston is like look girl you're arrogant and I used to be like you until my professor set me down, basically, is what he says. So he did the same thing to her. Like, you're talented. Um, you have potential. However, I wish you could see that potential in other people. Which, even though I wasn't really into that side storyline, I thought that was a good takeaway from this lesson. A lot of times we see the things that we do well. And we see the areas where we give ourselves grace in areas where we mess up. We give ourselves space to make mistakes. But a lot of times, in myself, surely included, we see the mistakes of others a lot easier. And we don't always give people grace. We don't always give them the same thing that we allot to ourselves. So I definitely thought that was a good takeaway from that segment of the episode was like, hey, you know, check yourself, girl. Basically, the professor was like, check yourself. He removed her as the editor of the poetry, whatever I couldn't. I didn't care enough about the storyline to really follow it, but he removed her as that. And he made the meat locker, the nice guy, the editor over everybody in the class. So that was pretty much the summation of that episode. I thought it was okay. There were a couple little funny things. Like I said, I wasn't really into the poetry 
part with Freddie, but I thought the Kim and Robert thing was okay, and that was kind of funny. And anything you put Whitley in, I think is always going to be funny. So that was pretty much it for episode nine, which was called All's Fair. So we'll move on to the other one, season two, episode 10 for A Different World. So that was the second episode from that series that we watched. And I thought this one was a little more interesting. It was entitled Radio Free Hillman. Now, this episode was another one that I also remember from way back in the day. Because there's some of these episodes that I watch again and I'm like, did I see this before? But this was another episode that stood out in my mind that I do actually remember watching the first time. Even though I've watched the series a couple times at this point. This is one that stood out for me watching it the first time. It's episode 10, Radio Free Hillman. This one, Dwayne Wayne, once again, he's getting his radio on. We've seen that in a few episodes, but he seems to have gotten his radio show back on. And they're at the pit. He's broadcasting live in the pit. He doing his thing. He getting down. Then, of course, Ron Johnson. Now, for anybody who didn't see the episode this week, you know Ron always be on some other stuff every single time. And as always, in this week's episode, Ron is on some other stuff. Now you know, he gonna have Dwayne on some other stuff. Why Dwayne Wayne always fall for the stuff that Ron doing? I don't know, cause they friends. I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's how your friends do. They get you into stuff sometimes, depending on who your friends are. But this week we had um, <laughs> Ron comes through with, I guess who is, I don't know if he was like the R&B dude in the episode or the hip hop dude, but they had Dapper D. And Dapper D apparently was the man. So, you know, Ron got a hold of that new hotness. It wasn't out yet. He like, yeah, of course, this was probably back in the day. I didn't see if he, I can't remember if he had a tape or CD. He probably had a tape. <laughs> Low key. I can't remember with the technology, but if he probably had a tape or a CD. He came through like, yeah, I got that new Dapper D for my cousin's 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 brother's nephew's uncle's son. It ain't even out yet. That's that hotness, that new hotness fire. He come through with the tape. Give it to Dwayne Wayne. If you know, it's probably not as big of a thing now. I'm not sure. But way back when, it was a big deal to break a record. To be, they would call it breaking a record. To be the first one to play a new record. Normally, I think you're supposed to do it, you know, legally when the song is out. But a lot of the DJs and things like that. Not just like the uh, actual radio DJs, but like club DJs and different things like that. You want to be the first one to break a record, you know. And by break, we mean play it before anybody else has got a chance to hear it. So Dwayne's like, oh, bet. This is my chance. I'm about to break the Dapper D record. He go ahead and put that thing on. I was listening to it. I was trying to hear it. Like we said way back when, this was network TV, so you know it wasn't going to be, you know, wasn't going to be too much in there. But you couldn't really hear the words, but you could infer based on what everybody else was saying that I guess this was a little sooky sooky, you know, it was a little sooky sooky record. It was some, because they mentioned something about somebody was like moaning or something and things. So you knew it was something that shouldn't have been played on the radio. They Dean, Dean Hughes. She don't play because it was they played it for maybe 60 seconds or less. Danny Hughes had them off the radio all the way. She didn't just like turn the music off. She had the power and they said she was homesick. So y'all probably don't want to play with that lady in the future. I can't remember how many other episodes she's in. Y'all don't want to play with her in the future because she don't play. She at home sick and she had y'all completely off the air in like less than 60 seconds. But uh, they find out that not only does the song get cut, the whole radio show gets cut in that moment. Everybody up in arms like, oh, they done took us off the radio. They can't do that. This ain't fair. They start talking, uh, what is it, First Amendment. Like, no, we can't let this go down. We about to go to her office. So the group of them, because they all hyped up, you know, they all wanted to hear the song. They all wanted to hear the music. It was something explicit. We didn't hear what it was, but it was something explicit. They don't care. They going to go, you know, holler at Dean Hughes. Like, you going to put us back on the radio. And Dwayne, as we as people sometimes do, get hyped up by other people. He's like, yeah, you can't take me off the radio. 
they walk over there y'all like how i'm making this all dramatic because i'm assuming some of y'all have not seen the episode so I'm, I'm making it all dramatic but they done hyped the wayne wayne up so he gonna head on over there to the dean hughes building he head over there she ain't there because she homesick like y'all <laughs> she she not even there so they decide that they gonna stage a little shut-in or a little protest in the building the poor little dude, I can't remember his name, the nerdy dude from the show. He like, can y'all get out? I'm just trying to do my job. Freddie in there. If y'all watch the Different World series, y'all know Freddie always the revolution revolutionary for everything that gets done. So Freddie works there. She down. She like, oh yeah, they can't take you off the radio. Free speech, free speech, freedom of speech, freedom of press. They can't take you off the radio. They decide to stage a shut-in. Because it's time to go home. The dude lock him in the building. He like, I got to go. I'm off work. This is probably his work study. <laughs> he going to school to work and study. He lock him in the building. They done staged a protest and a shut-in. Now it's a problem. So they all in the building. At some point, you see the different characters. Ron, of course, is going to be the loud mouth. He going to voice his opinion. He just trying to hype everybody up. As we said, we got Freddie. She going to play the revolutionary role, as she always does. Power to the people. That's Freddie all day, every day. So she's kind of playing that role. Kim, she want to do the right thing. She's like, hey, we doing the right thing. Then she think about the fact that Mr. Gaines, you know, mad because she missing work. I think somebody Whitley came and told her that. She's like, uh, Mr. Gaines said he going to fire you unless you get to work. So she like, uh, job. <laughs> My parents being mad. My dad's a cop. Money. She's trying to weigh it out. But she's like, no, this is more important. I don't think anybody was thinking of it in terms of expli explicit music on the radio. <laughs> More important cause. But she weighs it out. Everybody's looking at it as free speech. You know, they fighting for free speech. So she decides that she's going to stay also. And then, like I said, Whitley was the one who delivered her that news. And Whitley is just there to lecture everyone and tell them that they're bad and they're doing the wrong thing and they need to get out. And Whitley's kind of getting on everybody's nerves because she's on the opposite side, but she's still going to stay to tell everybody off. If, I think at first she actually got locked in when everybody got locked in for the night. But even when the door opened, she like, no, you all need home training. And I'm going to stay here and be the voice of reason until you get it. So you had all the different players. And then you have Dwayne Wayne, who is pretty much the start of all this. He's kind of quiet because he's trying to weigh it out. He want to fight the power for free speech. But throughout the episode, you find him kind of thinking about it like, hey, am I doing the right thing? I'm kind of a reluctant leader at this point so he's thinking about it throughout the whole thing whether this is something he should be doing so they're all in there in the shut-in or the protest which is cool and if you've ever done a protest or a sit-in or a shut-in or a, a hunger strike any of those things you know eventually you get hungry and thirsty and they was seem like kind of spoiled college kids and in a couple hours they was like oh man <laughs> We cold and we hungry and there's only plastic fruit here. Should we have not done this? <laughs> so I think after a couple hours, they were already reconsidering like, mm. so maybe if the issue was a little more major, they stay in power would have been, you know, a little higher. But Freddie's like, no, we have to do this. And they're trying to encourage each other while they're hungry. Then you also see the other dynamic of the other group who is outside downstairs because now everybody's heard about this protest that's happening in Dean Hughes' office and they kind of begin to parallel it with like the March on Washington. The, the older people downstairs are starting to reminisce on, oh, this is, you know, how we took a stand for things which clearly aren't on the same level of importance, but they're like, hey, they're kids. They're, they're learning to take a stand for when they have to take a stand for something more important. Mr. Gaines, who is always hilarious, is like, no, nah, these jokes about to be in trouble because they doing stupid stuff and stupid <laughs> deserves punishment. Mr. Gaines, hilarious. And he always going to give it to you straight. Whether he's right or he's wrong, he going to tell you exactly how he feels. So I always think Mr. Gaines is a good point of comic relief. But the older group downstairs, Dean Hughes, she's sick. Obviously, you know, this was pre the days of COVID when people just had codes and like common codes where you, you know, it wasn't, you know, real deep to go around people. So she come around, she got a little tissue and a runny nose and she's like, hey, 
we gonna send somebody up that's kind of like them and closer to their age and that happens to be walter oates walter he always trying to be down with the people <laughs> he go upstairs with his power to the people outfit on to talk to the group they give him their little list of demands which range Dwayne is trying to keep it to keeping everybody from getting in trouble and getting a radio show back on but you always gotta have some foolishness and ron's there so he trying to get co-ed showers or some foolishness like that that the administration they not even gonna take you seriously on that and he for real that's just how his mind worked. But remember, Ron is part of the reason they in the situation <laughs> in the first place because he bought the tape. I think it was a tape of Dapper D. So who knows? But, you know, so he talks to Walter and he asks him, like, how much trouble are we going to be in? And I think that's really where he starts to consider whether this is worth it, what they're doing. And he still believes it at that point. But he does start to think a lot the more that he talks to Walter and then eventually they have a conversation where they like yo uh this tape was kind of explicit and they're like so you didn't listen to it before you put it on the air because I think it's what is it for radio the FCC I think anybody in chat you can correct me if I'm wrong or in the comments but I think it's the FCC that regulates radio and things played on the radio and there are certain words you can say there's certain things you can say and not say Dwayne didn't want think about none of that and honestly, I don't know if that applies to college radio stations and how that works, but it seemed like in the episode it did. Dwayne didn't even listen to the tape before he put it on. And if this tape was anything like some tapes used to be back in the day that were marked explicit, that is truly not something you'd want to play over the radio waves. But now he done got everybody in this situation and they possibly facing some serious consequences, according to Walter, you know, anywhere from a slap on the wrist up to expulsion any of which would be bad and he like man i might have messed up and then they trying to tempt him with food mr gaines yelling up there with the bacon and sitting the smells up there so some of the people want to leave and Dwayne is like man i think he came to a realization of how am i gonna back out of what i've i've gotten myself into and how am i gonna get everybody else out of this because Man, this is crazy. I want to get everybody expelled. I don't want them looking at me crazy. Um, so eventually, the Dean Hughes comes up there, and she was, like, super cool. And she talked to them. And basically, Dwayne, how they ended up resolving it is Dwayne Wayne. He's like, man, which I admire him for. He's like, I did the wrong thing. I made a mistake. You know, freedom of speech. I get that. And I'm for freedom of speech. I'm for freedom of the press. But what he said was, I don't think this is what they intended, you know, when they first wrote it for us to fight to be able to push explicit music over the airways. Um, so he stood up and did the right thing. He admitted he was wrong. Somebody was about to jump on him, though. That one dude was like, you mean we up here for nothing? <laughs> He was probably thinking about he was hungry. Somebody, probably Freddie, had bit into the fruit that was plastic. They hungry, and now they find out, man, we don't did this for nothing. But it did. It ended up good, Dwayne. He stepped up. He took responsibility. And Dean Hughes was also cool because she's like, hey, look. And I think she did it because he did, you know, recognize that he had done something wrong. And he admitted it. She's like, I promise, you know, if y'all just get out of my office... <laughs> So I can go home and go to bed because I'm tired and I don't feel well. Nobody will get in trouble. So pretty much everybody was good with that. Because I think at that point, they were just ready to go home. They like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> we're good with that. So I think she suspended, ended up suspending the radio show, Dwayne's show, for two months or three months or something like that. But because they were paralleling it with the March on Washington, and I'm not sure when it originally aired, if it was during that time or what, but she was like, you could still have your tribute to Dr. King on the radio, which was cool. And he gave Dr. King a shout out. So that was, that was cool. I thought it was a cool little episode. Cool week. Um, they weren't the best episodes that I seen, but they were pretty cool. Like I said, I did remember episode 10, which was entitled Radio Free Human. I did remember that from seeing it the first time around. So any of them, I think, are pretty good. They stick in your mind over the years and that you can remember all these years later. So that was a different world. Once again, we were in season two. That was episode nine and 10. So next week, we will still be in season two. And then we'll be checking out episodes 11 and episode 12 of A Different World. Now, let's transition on over to our other series of the week, and that would be Family Matters. Now, before I jump into Family Matters, I know 
last week Tino and I talked about. And if you're just joining us on the live stream or you're watching the replay or you're listening to the podcast, I know um, you might not see Tino right now. And Tino just gone for this week. It's his mom's birthday this week. So he's helping her out and celebrating her. So shout out to Tino. He'll be back next week. But last week we did talk about um, switching to other series because we were originally going to watch through series one of each show and just go, you know, season by season, not series one, season one, we were going to go season by season. So we did finish, um, season one of family matters, but we're trying to find out what everybody has access to. Cause I think in looking, um, Amazon prime, this is where we need Tino here for the hood facts book. Cause I need him to use his hood facts power to call Amazon. Cause Amazon tripping, like you'll have Amazon prime, which gives you Amazon video, but then you still got to pay for a lot of the videos. And I haven't come to the understanding of why that is Amazon. So yeah, let me know why you still got to pay for <laughs> some of that. But saying that to say, I think it was Martin. Um, might've been Martin and Fresh Prince, but I think it was Martin is on Amazon, but it actually, you had to pay for the season or pay for the episodes. And then I think Fresh Prince was either also on Amazon. You had to pay for it or, or on like HBO something. So let us know in the comments over the next few weeks, what you guys have access to because we want to make sure as many people can watch the series and keep up with the shows as much as possible but until we find that out we're just going to stay on a different world and on family matters because those are on hulu and on amazon prime hopefully when i'm go to netflix or hulu or amazon prime we'll give them a little longer but just let us know what you guys have access to um, and we'll kind of go from there and we'll switch series. But for now, we're going to stay in these series. Larry Trice Jr. in the building. Thank you for joining us. He said, I asked Larry the same thing this week. Yeah, if you find out the answer to that, please let us know. Because I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of pay stuff. I'm typing in shows or movies and it's asking me to pay. Why do I have Prime? Put my Prime money toward That's another. That's another discussion <laughs> for another day, I guess. But Larry Trice Jr., thank you for joining us. Finally, that's probably in reference to Family Matters because I remember you told us some weeks ago that this is your favorite series, I believe, of all time. And yes, let us go ahead and jump in to Family Matters. So Family Matters, this week we are in, we're actually in season one and two. The first one, if you didn't catch the episodes this week, the first episode we watched was from season one. The very last episode of season one, it was episode 22 and it was entitled Rock Video. So, of course, Rock Video. Okay, that's what I thought I remember that you said it was. So I got you. I got you this week. If you just joining us, Tino's not here this week. He'll be back next week. But I got you. I'm holding it down till he gets back next week. Um, so the first episode, episode 22 of season one was called Rock Video. So Eddie, I know Tino always talk about Eddie the man and Eddie's becoming the man. And this episode, Eddie was feeling like <laughs> he was the man because him and his friends had formed for anybody who didn't see it. That's why we kind of walked through it. Him and his friends had formed a band like a rock rap band type thing and they were gonna there was a tv show which rachel told us entitled chicago teen tracks tv show and they were having a contest where you could win a thousand dollars and um i guess if you got past the preliminaries and stuff like that eventually you could end up on mtv so they were trying to record a music video so that they could win the contest and win a thousand dollars eddie was just trying to win the thousand dollars i think his friends were trying to go on in the contest and get on mtv eventually but he was just trying to get that money and yeah, this is where we found out Eddie, Eddie was feeling himself a little bit. So he had his band come through because they're going to record this video for the contest. It started off all wrong because Rodney, who always bring just like Ron in Different World, Rodney in Family Matters always going to be on something else. And he had the video camera, but he was on some creepy stuff. He was on, you know, his pervy with the girls locker room. And he took his video camera in there talking about he was catching a documentary and the girls jacked him up, threw him in the shower. They don't even have no camera to record the music video. And <laughs> Steve Urkel, of course, to save the day. And this is the first episode, I think, because you see where they slowly introduce the quirks of Steve Urkel that will become iconic over time. And they introduced another one in this episode that Steve is known for. Because one of them, which they introduced in the other episode, was Cheese. Another one you know Steve Urkel for, if you watch Family Matters over the years, is Polka. Who wrote, 
wrote this character but steve loves polka over the years and this is where they bring it into the episode this dude come through with his accordion like <laughs> his instruments are funny he's funny he come through with his accordion like yeah can i get in the band playing his polka music i think they said it was called something of spain they had the music because i had the captions on but it was called something of spain eddie and his friends was like nah bro <laughs> you're a nerd we cannot have nerds in the band this is where his band was not paying attention to the fact that eddie was starting to take over Eddie was like nah he started making all the executive decisions by <laughs> himself he like nah steve gonna be in the band uh because he got the video camera steve is a nerd i love nerds i'm a nerd always been a nerd steve a nerd he in the audio visual club shout out to the audio visual y'all know if y'all ever checked out anything i love audio visual so i'm with steve urkel he in the audio visual club he got access to all the video but he like y'all don't want me in the band fine <laughs> They realized they need him and uh eddie was like oh yeah let's let's let him in the band rachel they still keep making her weird in every episode of family matters for whatever reason let me know if y'all liked rachel as a character anybody who watched family matters as a series let me know if y'all liked her as a character I, I wasn't the biggest rachel fan she grew on me a little bit but they just made her like weird especially in the first uh, the first season like she was just super weird I can't remember how she progressed but in the first season they just made her weird and and do weird stuff but they Eddie's like okay Rachel you gonna write the script his band is like didn't we have a plan Eddie just start overruling stuff he like nah Rachel gonna write the script Steve gonna shoot the video Rachel sometimes don't quite seem like an adult adult she kind of seemed like a young young <laughs> adult because they have a $20 budget which she probably should know because these are little kids, little teenage kids. I think they're in ninth grade. They don't have no money. Rachel, they don't have no money. She talking about getting camels and dry ice. And I guess they didn't have a fog machine cheaper. Some of the cheaper ones that probably don't work that well, but you can rent the little cheap ones. But they didn't even have the money for that, really. Um, They, they didn't have the money for that. So it was just like, okay, I'm going to get camels and I'm going to get all kind of stuff that y'all can't afford. Like, Rachel, what? how does your... <laughs> what happens in your mind because even if they had like a hundred dollars how much where are you getting a camel it, somebody tell me what what rachel what rachel's thinking about because i haven't figured it out yet maybe it's just me but i'm gonna say it's not just me because as we see larry said i agree they seem to always be trying to find out what they wanted her character to be yeah i'm gonna second that and i'm gonna say they didn't find it <laughs> As a season one episode, what is it, 22? They didn't find it yet. So Eddie's like, uh, we have 20 bucks. Steve has already spent the 20 bucks. I can't remember on what, but he already spent it. So basically they have no budget. So she gonna go back to the drawing board. She's like, okay, I can, I can work with that. Yeah, you, you should have been doing that in the first place, working with that. But she decides she gonna go rewrite. And then we see them in the garage, all set up to shoot this fly music video. Eddie feeling himself which they should have known Eddie was feeling himself if they listened to that song that Eddie wrote this wasn't like a general um a general song a general love song it wasn't a general rap song it wasn't a party song it was basically my name is Eddie Winslow and I'm the man and tell me how great I am or I'm gonna tell you how great I am that should have told them Eddie's line of thinking from jump Maybe they didn't listen to the song. He did say he wrote the song. Maybe they just wanted to be on the TV show and they didn't care. Unfortunately for them, <laughs> they found out. Eddie pulls Steve to the side like, yo, I don't need none of these jokers. <laughs> They're all amateurs and I'm sweet. So all you got to do is record me, record my face, record my feet, record my fingers, record my eyebrows. I don't know. Just make sure it's me. As long as it's me, you good. Just make sure you get me. And you know, I can't be that mad at them because if you listen to the song, it was an ode to Eddie Winslow as his mom said. It was a love letter from Eddie to Eddie. I blame them for some <laughs> I don't blame Eddie all the way. He was arrogant for sure. But I blame some of them for not listening to this song. Y'all decided to get in a music video that was a love letter to Eddie from Eddie if y'all listen to the lyrics. But anyway, they record this music video. They're like, yeah, we hype. You got the dude with the guitar. You got the drummer. 
that drummer, I can't remember that character's name, but he done been in a lot of shows as um, a guest star over the years. Like, I, if y'all know his name, put that in there too. But he done been on a lot of shows. But they had the drummer, so they had the drums, the guitars. They was ready to go. His whole family and friends sit down and watch that music video. And he had no shame. He not thinking twice about it. He know what he told Steve and all that. <laughs> he's like oh yeah this is about to be fire with all y'all sitting here and looking <laughs> and uh yeah that was a good quote another one from the show steve said is it just me or am i detecting the theme here yeah you are the theme is eddie eddie winslow from the song to the video to him taking control of this whole thing just get eddie winslow and you pretty much got it so that's pretty much what they got in that video when they all sit down to watch the video and that would have hurt my little feelings if i'm the little band member and we go do because actually i'm sure larry trash jr can attest to this too because he does music all around the globe but and we've done some recordings <laughs> together video recordings i'm just gonna say this if I watch the video, <laughs> if I watch the video and I'm nowhere on it at all and we a whole, <laughs> a whole band and we do a whole song and we all come out on location, yeah, I'm going to have a little problem. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a little problem with that probably, I think. <laughs> He's green. Yes, we have. I'm just going to say, I'm going to have a little problem with that or vice versa. If I, you know, have a whole bunch of people come out and then I just make all the shots me. I understand if you the lead singer, you're going to have the majority of the shots. I think everybody would be good with that. You probably even have 85% of the shots, maybe even 90%. But if you are 149% of the shots and you don't have all these folks come out and then you sitting here as if that ain't what we about to see. I think we gonna run into a little bit of a problem. And he did, and he did, and everybody let him have it. His band quit. They walked out on him, the one little dude. He didn't have a ride, but he just knew he was leaving. His his mom was like, bruh, um, son, that was a love letter to yourself. Don't even act like it wasn't, because Eddie's like, well, I don't understand why everybody's mad. His dad, same thing. His grandma was trying to be nice to him. But she like, nah, let me just <laughs> let me just say goodnight and exit because, nah, you are the way wrong, Eddie. So he starts feeling bad. His um, self, I don't even know what to call it. His, his love for himself has caused him to lose his whole band. And now he can't, I guess he didn't want to. I guess he still could have, but everybody would have been mad at him. But he, I guess theoretically, he could have still entered that video into the contest. Um, he even had a guitar, I noticed, in the video. And I'm like, Eddie, you're not just the lead singer. You done become a guitar player, too, in the video. And then I also, again, I got to fault his band members because at no time, I've shot a lot of videos, you know. I've shot a lot of them. And you can kind of see where the videographer is pointing. As a videographer myself, I can confirm. You can kind of see the shots that they're taking if you're just watching on the sideline if all the shots you know are framed and eddie looked like he was on the side you know only one of them kind of looked like it was facing the band at all if all the shots are not pointed towards you you have a pretty good indication that you're not gonna be <laughs> you're not gonna be in the video but clearly they didn't see any other signs at all they the band was just really trusting i guess of eddie they just wanted to to do the right thing they learned that lesson though common says why do selfish people get mad when you won't let them be yeah because eddie was oblivious like he was oblivious to why everybody would be mad i don't know i guess that just comes with selfishness or being full of yourself he said i thought steve edited later he probably <laughs> he probably did because that was the crazy part everybody got mad at steve and steve like i'm just following directions like this, this ain't my fault i'm just doing what eddie asked me to do don't blame the editor i can confirm that too that you know you just kind of follow sometimes i edit stuff for people i don't necessarily like all the time the edits they want you to make but at the end of the 
day, you are the client and I want you to be happy unless you're going to make my work look like absolute trash. Then I just be like, I'm probably not the person to work on this for you. So you could just have your money, your, the rest of your deposit or part of it, depending on how much time I done put into it. Let me just say that. I digress. <laughs> Larry said you editors can change things in the mix. That is true. We can change things, but we try to please our clients. And that's what Steve was trying to do. He was doing his best to please his client, which was Eddie Winslow. Unfortunately, his client was a fool. And he found out, you know, the, the payment that you get for being a fool. Your whole band quit on you and now you don't have no video. So he's kind of bummed out about that because he thought he was the man and now he's the man all by himself without a band. So he's bummed, his family noticed it, but you know, in sitcom land, why do I have a problem saying sitcom, sitcom land? They always fix stuff and his family's like, oh, is Eddie still bummed about not having his video? And they're like, yeah. So they decide to band together to create a video for Eddie. And they become the rapping Winslows. He's like, oh, I just have one condition. That my aunt, she writes, you know, a new song. She rewrites the lyrics for the song. You want Rachel to write the lyrics for your song? You surely done change. So Rachel rewrites the song. And they do the little rapping Winslow thing at the end, which was tells you this was a totally different time in history and a totally different time in TV. You can tell things back then were a lot more wholesome and like family oriented and a lot, I don't know the word, but just cleaner and, and in general, just with the theme of the rapping Winslow's. It was just a different time period in history. Larry said the drummer played in Family Matters later, Bumper Robinson as Laura's love interest. Great show. Wow, you know, okay. I didn't know that at all. But I guess I'll find out as we go along many more things. Another series theme. Together we are better. I agree. That was an excellent series theme. So this is another takeaway from the shows this week. I don't care how good you are. And I hear people saying, I probably say it myself. Let me just put that out there. I don't need people. I don't like people. People get on my nerves, blah, 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 blah. I don't need nobody. People just da, 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 da. When you get to yourself, just pause for a minute and realize you do need people. And we are all people at times. We all get on each other's nerves at times, but we are better together because you can have all the talent in the world. But eventually you are going to need somebody for something. And on the flip side, someone is also going to need you. So don't forget that, especially in the times when folks get on your nerves, because folks will get on your nerves. And you know what? I don't want to digress too far, but sometimes we forget that we are often a person who gets on someone else's nerves. We remember the person that get on, you know, our nerves all the time, but we tend to forget that sometimes we the other person. And at some point in life or history, we don't got on somebody else's nerves or jam somebody else up. We don't never be making ourselves the, the, <laughs> The nervy or the nerver. They would be the nerver. We don't never make ourselves the nerver. We always be the nervy. But keep that in mind. We we need people. And sometimes we probably have been that person. <laughs> and we don't. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. But that's a good lesson from this week. Um, Larry said, thank you for sharing that together. We are better, which was a great thing that you can pull from the show. We always try to pull something, some type of lesson, some type of theme from these series. I know we reach far sometimes, but you can always learn something if you are willing to learn something. So Eddie definitely learned that lesson and they made a cool little video these days. It'd be super cheesy, but they made a cool little video. They pulled together as a family. I actually found out because I looked it up. I was curious who wrote the song. Yeah, speaking of song, People by Jonathan McReynolds. If y'all haven't heard that song, that's an excellent song. I love that song. Um, yeah, and he actually says on one of the lines, forgive me when I'm one of those people. We are all people at times, for sure. But yeah, at the end of the show, they put the little um, music video together. I was curious who had written it. And I didn't know this, but the actor who plays Eddie, Darius McCrary, I think his name is pronounced, his dad, I guess is or was i'm not sure which a famous uh musician and him and someone else actually co-wrote that song that they sang the rapping winslows C clearly i would guess his dad was not a rapper um 
Mm-mm. I would guess he wasn't a rapper. I would say he wasn't even for back then in 89 or 90, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, it said that his, his dad and someone else co-wrote <laughs> the cheesy Rapid Winslow song. But I do appreciate the family feel from back then and just the wholesomeness of the messages back then. I do love that song, not so much, but I do appreciate <laughs> <laughs> he said well I didn't know that but it was a terrible song yeah and they had they there's a certain way and uh hey I'm not the best rapper in the world but there's a certain way that people who don't rap at all and don't really have skill in that area they all kind of rap on this same exact pattern and write on the same <laughs> pattern and that song so had that pattern to it and I don't know if that was just the delivery of how people said it the one person I was impressed with was Harriet though Harriet had like the flow of it so it may not have even been the writing itself <laughs> might have been how they were delivering but Harriet had the flow of it even with that cheesy song she sat right in the pocket with that flow with that little <laughs> that little cheesy song I was like okay Harriet got a little bit of she got a little bit of flow she might have been you know in her young days when rap was probably just starting she might have had a little bit of flow she got on there said her little <laughs> But yeah, super cheesy song. But I do appreciate the family message that they drove home. <laughs> For sure. End of the story. They won the $1,000. They won the contest. So work together. You might win $1,000. I guess that at the end of the day, this is a message you can take home. <laughs> work together. You might win a contest and win $1,000. This comment says, Harriet was good, but the song was not good. <laughs> I would have to agree on that for sure. Oh, the one other thing before we leave that episode was Carl. It is tax time, people. If you are watching this in real time, either the live stream or listening to the podcast this week, it is about tax time. And the other theme of that show was Carl was trying to do the family taxes, which if you don't know taxes, you don't want to fool with taxes. But we know Carl by now. and He just tried to do stuff. He didn't want his brother to do the taxes because... They ended up paying more than they got in a refund last year. But it's just like that sometimes. Trust me, I know, you know, because I usually had to pay and then, oh, stuff like that, doing, you know, business, being a business person. But, yeah, so he didn't want to pay. But he did their taxes and calculated that they owed the government $94,000. Needless to say, he was not good at taxes. Harriet, as she always does, came through, say today. They was good. They actually were getting a $700 refund instead of owing $94,000. <laughs> in taxes so another thing if you don't know what you're doing with your taxes take it to an account let somebody else do your taxes swallow your pride even if it's your brother or your cousin if they're a cpa you know let them do the taxes or at least make sure they know what they're doing they some type of account at least know what they're doing if you don't have a simple taxes that you could just jump online and some people got the real simple taxes but yeah you don't want to think you owe that four thousand dollars when you really getting a 700 dollars refund so that was the other theme harriet <laughs> saved the day and get going to the brother to get the tax done which car was mad until he found out they was getting money back they said that was the most funny scene i used to try to do taxes myself you have stories for days me and tino said we gonna bring you on this show just so that we can hear your story <laughs> hopefully you've learned that lesson and do not do your taxes by yourself anymore <laughs> but with that being said that closed out season one and then we moved on to season two, which we got the very first episode to watch, which ended up being entitled episode one, Rachel's Place. So we see they were kind of switching up. Hopefully this makes Rachel's character better. Like I said, I can't remember totally. But um, Rachel wants to start pulling her own weight a little bit. You know, they took her in because she was a widow. But she's like, man, they need money. I want to start pulling my weight a little bit. She starts looking for a job. She's having trouble finding a job. Especially when you're trying to find a particular type of job. Trust me, I know what that's like. You don't want to do just anything. You want to do something, you know, that you have skills in or that you enjoy. She's having that problem. But the little teen, Laura, come in like, I got a job. She got a job at Leroy's as a waitress. I didn't even know you could do that at 14. Uh, I thought you had to be 15 uh, to work. But apparently she got a job at 14 as a waitress. She did well, too, because she she said, I'm getting minimum wage and tips. She didn't say, like, the waitress minimum wage and tips. Laura got some business acumen, and she was putting it to work at 14 years old. She got to work in the restaurant. 
course, Steve finds out she's getting that job. He goes to get the job as well. So they both um, are working at Leroy's in the restaurant. Polo Rachel, she can't find a job. Both of them got jobs. So they're working at Leroy's. Steve is being Steve. And just like he tear up stuff at the Winslow house and probably at his own house. That's why his parents always be kicking him out of his own house. He tearing up stuff at Leroy's. And Leroy's like, he go to get him they first check he give laura her check <laughs> steve he give a bill because steve don't tow up so much stuff that he owed leroy money at this point but the kicker was steve being steve steve was like oh i want to go make something on the grill we can all guess how that turns out most of us probably thought bad but not as bad as it actually was steve done burnt down leroy's <laughs> steve Steve done burnt down the shop. I don't know where Leroy was at this time because Laura's 14, which probably means Steve is 14. I saw there were some other workers. Apparently, there were no managers or they were in the bathroom or they were serving tables or something because that fire must spread real quick. And for anybody who doesn't know, take that lesson from the episode. Don't pour water on grease fires because it makes it grow exponentially. Um, that's another lesson you could take from the sitcom this week. But apparently, it grew exponentially quick. And Leroy had either went home or went on lunch or he had to use the bathroom along with the rest of his managers. And he left the two 14-year-old kids there. And you see how that turned out when you leave two 14-year-olds run a restaurant they kind of burned the place down you know what i mean <laughs> they kind of they kind of burned the place down this comment said i wondered the same thing about the ages yeah it seems mad young but maybe that was just a chicago thing because she did mention the work permit but i don't know who knows but speaking of ages like two 14 year olds we see what happens if you lead them to run a restaurant they burn it down steve burned the place down paul leroy he come back through like you done burned down my restaurant but I think he was partially happy because he was just ready to retire. And he like, cash me out. Insurance company. State Farm. Jake from State Farm. Holla at your boy. I need to talk to Jake from State Farm. I know y'all don't have a problem with this restaurant burned down. Because Chris Paul, he done had deer tear up his stuff. And he done had random actors from other shows come through and try to be him and tear up stuff. Like, he done had the most random stuff happen. So the restaurant shouldn't be a problem, Jake from State Farm. Appreciate it. I'm out to Florida. So he willing to give up the restaurant. But then Rachel and Steve came up with some type of idea where Rachel was like, hey, I should own a restaurant. I'm not sure where she got, because she talks about it with Harriet and Carl, and she's like, I'm going to invest in this restaurant and start it, and Steve got the business plan. He helping her out. She ain't really helping pay the bills, so maybe she been stacking money somewhere, because she did have a portion, because I guess they got to pay 20% down for the bank. And she's like, I got some of it. I want y'all to invest the rest. How much is your sum? They didn't really say they, she handed them a piece of paper and they never say the amount that's on these pieces of paper. They will just say that there's an amount on there. I'm sure they do that purposely for people like me who will watch it 10 years later and they analyze it too much. That's probably why they don't tell you the amount. But I was wondering where she got her money from. Like, has she been saving it all that time? Or, like, she didn't have a job then, but I think she had a settlement maybe from her husband. I might be making that up as I'm trying to get her some money. I think I'm trying to make money for her. <laughs> I don't know if it actually said that in the show. This comment said it was a stretch, but it was a great empowering show. Yeah, it was for sure. And I actually loved the show. You know, we were funny on here. and We just like to laugh at things because you can pick apart shows and things decades after they come out. And it's funny. Um, but yeah, definitely an empowering show. I thought that was great for her, especially because they bought her on the show as a widow. And the writer thing for her character was so weird. Um, I was, I'm happy. I can't remember how this turns out in later seasons. We'll see as it goes. But I was happy to see that they were giving her more things to do. So Rachel's Place, I thought, was a good start for it for sure. Yes, I agree with you. This comment said, I think you're reading a little much into a studio. Yes, for sure. And if you watch 90s or new, I will always read too much into these shows. <laughs> always, just because that is totally what I do. <laughs> bear with me, bear with me. It's funny in hindsight. But anyhow, yeah, I'm glad that they're empowering her. But yeah, she decides to buy a place she gets Harriet and Carl to give in on it. and you had a nice little moment where Carl's like she's not just your sister this is our family we're all family together and that was really 
nice and sweet. I thought that was cool. They're like, we're all one family together. We'll help you out. But he also had a little secret that he done made some investments that maybe didn't pan out that he didn't tell Harriet about. So it's a lot of stuff happening all over. He like, we had some money, but we don't have all the money because I took some of the money. Folks be having them secret thing accounts and stuff. He like, I did that. He just came clean though. And she was like, oh, really? But it all worked out because, you know, this is sitcom land. I love sitcom land. Somehow, somehow I'm going to find a way into sitcom land to live there a little bit because stuff always work out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so they tell her they're going to help her to invest. They don't show the amount that's on the check, but I'm sure it was a significant amount of money. Um, they don't have it all. They want to invest. What actually happened is Mother Winslow came in. She saved the day. She made up the difference for what they didn't have. Mother Winslow, you got to love her character because she got money. She speak up all the time. She be putting in them sneak jab jokes and this is, and she always come through and say today, like, and then she cool and hip because she was on the last episode was like, turn the rock music, music up. You got to love Mother Winslow's whole demeanor, her whole character. I do like how they form her character, but she comes through, give them the rest of the money. Everything's cool. And it works out and they decide to buy rachel's place and they show it and it's all fixed up and it's nice for rachel and it's new i think the little sign they had outside with just a digital marquee thing because it just looked like they put a digital thing where it said leroy's they just put a little i ain't sure but that's what it looked like but they had the inside all nice they turned it into rachel's place i haven't seen this series all the way through in some years so i'm curious how to to see what they end up doing with rachel's place i don't know if y'all remember i don't but I'm glad they're giving her character something else to do because the writer thing was just weird and she was weird and her character was weird. Oh, the other thing, did anybody notice that um, they aged up the little boy, Richie, because he was one last season. By season two, he looked like he was like four or five, at least three. I'm not good with kid ages, but they did age up Richie. So Richie has got a bit older and I see that's the kid that ends up being on the show for the duration of the show. It was probably too much dealing with a little baby and that little baby probably kept wondering why y'all calling me Richie and my real life name is something else Poe confused little boy so they did age up Richie um was another thing I noticed for the first episode of season two and then another thing I was thinking about was how the slang has changed over time because we were talking about how Delisa uses the word fierce a lot to describe stuff or slang and then I noticed in this one uh they had hype and death and I'm like huh and bad we don't really use maybe hype. Maybe I'm gonna bring all this old slang back. Y'all just gonna hear me using all the late '80s and '90s slang. I'm just y'all heard it here first. I'm gonna start using <laughs> it all. But yeah, that was pretty much that episode. So the first episode of season two, they pretty much introduced Rachel's place. So I'm sure they'll build a lot of the show around that. But one last thing I was gonna say before we get out of here is I watched a behind the scenes thing on YouTube for Family Matters. And I noticed that they said Steve really wasn't supposed to be on the show, but one time, and I know this was something Larry had mentioned to us way back when, that he wasn't on the show until episode 12. And actually, he was only supposed to be on episode 12. They were going to bring him on for just that one episode. So I think Larry had also mentioned that it almost seemed like they had cut him into the previous shows because he's sprinkled into season one on a few shows in the intros and things like that. I, they weren't there because they were only bringing him on for episode 12 and that was supposed to be it. But he did so well with test audiences and he was so funny that... It's amazing how that was almost like a happy accident that they just brought him on as a comic relief character real quick for Laura to have a first date, the most awkward first date you can have. And he ended up being the show <laughs> in essence. And he was saying how he just decided to go in there and sell all out to his character. He was talking about this. He being Jaleel White was talking about how his agent had kind of there was a word he used for it not put him on ice but that's just how i describe it because i ha I can't remember the word but his agent had kind of put him on the back burner you know and it, things were kind of winding down for him and he got a call to do his show and he said he just determined that from the moment he walked in there he was never going to show them jaleel white but from the moment he entered the room he was going to be that steve urkel character and he rocked it i mean so that's another testament you make up in your mind to do something 
he went in there and did it. He did that as a child. And as we see, Steve Urkel, you know, in essence, is Family Matter. I love the other characters too, but Steve Urkel, he went from being a character that was supposed to be on one show, one episode, to becoming the face of the episode. So, yeah, I thought that was so, so interesting. And, yeah, it turns out you were right. They added they added Steve in to season one. So that was a great catch because it did. And now it makes sense. We talked about the one week how when he was finally introduced, they act like they didn't know him because they hadn't they hadn't actually met him. You know, they they added him to the show at that point. You see in season two, he's finally in the credits. Comment says, great job, studio. Why does different world portions seem so long? In the best sitcom of all time. So short. I don't know. I will have to watch the time a little better going forward. This week was a little different. As I said, if you're just tuning in, we're about to go off. But this week was a little different because Tino's not here normally. You know, I have a co-host so I can juggle a few things and bounce things off Tino and talk and switch and do things like that. So I will try to make sure we're evenly or at least close to evenly splitting the time between the series will will continue to improve so thank you for your suggestions anybody else has suggestions feel free to put them in the comments if you're watching later or in the live but we'll continue to look at that as things go and make sure that we're watching the time and things like that because we don't want to cheat what did you call that the best sitcom of all times we don't want to make it too short but thank you and thank everybody else for joining us this week we thank you for joining us every single week whether you check us out on apple music or apple Podcasts or spotify or if you watch the replays on youtube or if you catch us on the live streams on youtube or facebook we just appreciate you taking time to kick it with us to check it out with us so for next week guys we have family matters episodes two and three that's season two for family matters episodes two and three and then for a different world we're already in season two and we will be on episodes 11 and 12 if you haven't already i want to encourage you if you like this to give us a like give us the thumbs up you can share it as i've said before if you watch the live stream on facebook and you see it disappear it just moves everything moves over completely to the fire one productions youtube.com forward slash fire one productions youtube page so you can always catch the replays over there please subscribe all that good stuff y'all know how to do it if you're on the go and listening to the audio versions you can always leave us a review on any of those platforms it always helps so once again i want to thank you for joining us me studio and tino will be back next week talking about more 90s tv shows and don't forget let us know what platforms you guys have access to what streaming platforms whether that's netflix amazon hulu i think it's hbo something uh disney plus you know whatever platforms you guys have the most access to just let us know that'll help us make decisions of what shows we're talking about as we continue to move forward other than that thank you thank you thank you for joining us and we will see you next week (laughs) 